You're listening to Shift Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome into Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon Levine, and I am excited to be back with you for another quarantine edition of Ship Talking. We talked a little bit last week about what an opportunity it is to have the space to talk about creating and maintaining relationships, particularly during this really strange time that has been very uniquely trying on all of our relationships. So again, I mentioned this last week, but I think it's important to talk about again. I hope ship talking can both double as a place to vent and laugh and joke because that is a very real way to handle stress and anxiety. But I also hope it can be a place of support and brainstorming and companionship moving forward. So thank you again for joining us. We have some exciting news to review with you. We now have an email set up, and so we hope to interact with you a little bit more directly. So please email your questions, your stories, your thoughts, or friends that you have that may be interested in joining us on the show to shiptalking at wchl.com. So we talked last week about how social isolation has been transforming the dating scene. There is virtual dating going on right now, which me and some friends are jokingly referring to as um, VD. There is like online speed video dating. There is, did you know about this? I'm here with my friend Ali. I'll introduce her (laughs) in a second. But like, did you know about the video speed dating that some apps are doing? I have not heard of that. But that's very innovative. Um to, you know, reflect what's going on because there's so much dating that already happens like virtually with apps and it's kind of like how can we evolve and be nimble and adjust to the situation. So I I really like the speed dating. There's a whole new world of online dating culture out there. Um, And we talked a little bit last week about just some of the challenges and, and changes in the way we have to pursue relationships now for those of you who are in that scene. So things like no longer can you know whether or not you have like a physical attraction to someone on the first date um, and you get a glimpse of like what their living room looks like and those kind of unique things, how they handle stress. Um, But this is not only a tough time for new couples. This social isolation is also taking a unique toll on those who can't socially isolate (laughs) from each other. So I have already kind of like spoiled your introduction, but I have Miss (laughs) Allie Evans here with us from Women's Crush Wednesday, WCHL's own. And you're joining me today to talk a little bit about what it's like to be in a marriage during this very strange time. So how's it going? Man, it's weird. It's a weird time to be alive. I finally figured out how to use the Chick-fil-A app. Hey, Because out of necessity. (laughs) So that's a great thing in the win column. But yeah, it's just odd. We were talking about just what this edition of ship talking was going to be. And this is the most time I've spent with my husband since we moved in together seven (laughs) or eight years ago. Yeah. Because both of us have always had full-time jobs, even times where I was like briefly unemployed or between jobs. Yeah. I was home during the day on my own. Whereas now, because of his schedule— um, we're at home all day, every day, two or three days a week. What does your yeah. work schedule look like now? So I'm very lucky that I can kind of mix it up with working from home and then working here at, at 97.9 The Hill. It's kind of at my discretion. Some things obviously have to be done at the radio station. We're all taking so many extra precautions to make sure that we're staying safe. And there's never more than four people in here at a time. That allows us to stay separate and socially distant even when we're in the same building. My husband works for a local bank. And because they have gone to drive through and curbside services only, they only need about half their staff at one time. So he's currently working five days, and then he'll have five days off. So I'm oh, gotcha. I'm also kind of watching him. You know, he's worked for 
the same place for about eight years, and he's never had this much time away from it. So, like, he's missing his coworkers. They've split up into two teams, and some of them have been there with him as long as he's been there. It's not just the relationships that at at home are suffering. I have coworkers that I haven't seen in weeks, and I miss them. And, you know, my parents live in Chapel Hill, but I haven't seen them in weeks. And, you know, I know we're here to talk about how interesting it is to sort of, like, be the most all-in on my marriage that Mm -hmm. I've ever been. Um, But it's not just these, like, romantic relationships that are having a hard time. I miss my coworkers. And I know my husband misses, you know, the people that are on the alternating team from him. And uh, it's just hard. It's really hard. It's nice. It does make me feel fortunate to have people to miss, though. I know. Yeah. But thank goodness for technology. You know, FaceTiming really does make a difference. And um, I know Zoom is having issues of their own, but they are making it possible for all of us to communicate. So I'm definitely grateful. I mean, can you imagine if this had happened in like the 80s or 90s? Oh, my gosh. when, When we couldn't all communicate with one another and scroll Instagram all day and have virtual dating and... Yeah, I can't imagine. We're, yeah. we're like, fortunate that we have all of the accommodations that yeah. we have. I mean, everything that it's so easy to just fall into the trap of seeing only all the scary and all the mm-hmm. stressful right now because it's so blatantly in front of you. Um, that I think we all are like pushing ourselves to recognize those things, recognize how fortunate we are to have technology and find appreciation in taking walks totally. and being able to, to use the phone. I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers here, Jada. She had a, a birthday party for her son. And on the surface, that's like super sad. You know, kids expect all their friends to be able to come over or go bowling or wherever they go for, you know, little kid birthday parties. But they got out all of their Halloween decorations. Oh and they gosh. had a Halloween-themed birthday party because he loves Halloween. And I realized, she and I realized while talking to each other, they would have never had a Halloween-themed birthday party in April, even though he loves it so much, they probably wouldn't have thought to do that. So as much as like it is really hard to deal with all of the negative stuff and, and, you know, especially for people with like pre-existing mental health stuff like that is it's so easy to feel kind of preyed on by by negative news and exposure. But if you go digging and you are searching for the silver lining, you might find a little like glimmer of hope even in situations like that. We're so fortunate to live in the world that we live in because truly there are good people going above and beyond to try and offset how negative everything feels. Okay. So there's this Atlantic article that I read recently that I really liked and it was called How Not to Tank Your Relationship in Quarantine. (laughs) And then in quotations, this time of isolation could be a period of great growth or great struggle in your relationship. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. It talked about how we've just evolved as humans to have this drive to be a partner, to have this kind of constant companion, just not a constant companion in the literal sense of that phrase, in that for thousands of years, couples have kind of been uttering some version of like, I married you for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. But their their quote that they added was, but not for lunch. Right. <laughs> so yeah. my question for you now is, how have things changed? You guys are together a lot more than you have been. It mm-hmm. still sounds like there's a little bit of time when you're at work, he's at work, and so mm-hmm. you're not together all of the time. And so um, maybe that's been helpful for you. But, yeah, how are things looking different for you two over the past month? It's been interesting. We're sort of falling into – these roles of like, I do this and you do this because every day is so repetitive. I think we're finding new ways to take care of one another without really realizing it. But 
by stepping into these roles of things that are complicated or we don't want to do because we're home so much more, we've found new ways to support one another, which has been really great. But we have also definitely found new things to argue about that we maybe never would have before. So you mentioned uh, like a structure, having a routine. Mm -hmm. Have you found you've been able to do that on the days where both of you are home and not working? Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. If nothing's getting me up, then I just won't get up. Um, Our dogs wake us up no matter what. So we, yeah, that's, that's we have good. a built-in alarm clock. If I sleep till 11, my dog sleeps till 11. Oh, no, no, no. Which is a blessing. My dogs would not stand for that. They would definitely, like, try and speak to the manager <laughs> <laughs> at that point. We've been doing so much more cooking, and we've been planning out our meals. We have, like, one of those whiteboard calendars in the kitchen, and we've been writing down lunch and dinner every day out for the week. What that does is essentially like it puts something on your calendar when right now I feel like there's nothing on my calendar. It's like we woke up yesterday and it was like, okay, we're having BLTs for lunch today and we knew we were going to do that. So we didn't have to have this whole conversation about like, what do we want to make and do we have what we need to make it? And we we make the list of things that we're going to cook when we go to the grocery store. So we're covered for the week. But it's like things that never felt like they were part of the daily schedule now feel feel super important in that schedule. That's true. I'm going to pause you right there. We're going to come back. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back into Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, and I am joined with Ali Evans. Hello. Hello, hello. So we were talking a little bit last time about how your marriage at home has shifted over the past month. And mm-hmm. one thing you were saying was you've established routines or really been pushed to establish routines and talk about some things that you just didn't have to before. You were talking about... Um, groceries, like making mm-hmm. a grocery list and how that is now like a conversation that yes. has to be had. Am it's I like right? the biggest thing in our week is yeah. like making the grocery list for the week and then like planning like, oh, well, you know, I am, go- I am going to be at work this day. So let's let dinner be something easy since I won't be here. But yeah, yeah like we are a couple that I think does well with routines. And I don't have all the answers. This isn't for everybody. Some people might be able to wake up with nothing on the daily schedule and thrive, but we're not those people. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of what I've been finding out is is replacing your old routine with new things. Not not necessarily new things, but things that might not have been in the routine before. You know, like taking out the time to make a grocery list and actually like sitting down and discussing like meals you want to cook or looking up recipes together. And um, mm-hmm. you have all this time for things that you didn't have before. So, you know, if a 5.30 walk around the neighborhood is something that would, you know, do well in your schedule and you could look forward to it during the day and you would feel good that knowing at 5.30 I have to walk out of the house and walk in a circle around my neighborhood, yeah. like just Anything to put something in your schedule, you know, um, it can be call your mom for 30 minutes at at 2 o'clock every Tuesday or your sister or your boss or whoever, you know, you would benefit from touching base with. But the point is the schedule that you used to have of getting up and going to work every day at 730 and then coming home at 5 and maybe doing this with your friends or going to the movies, like you have to have a replacement for that, yeah. even if it's really boring stuff like making a grocery list <laughs> <laughs> or turning that boring stuff into yeah. something exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed. So my partner, I've he's 
has his he's very disciplined. I am not disciplined in the least. It's something I very much respect about him. And so he wakes up at normal time, like sits down in his little computer spot. And one thing I've noticed is I've never interacted with him in like work mode. Mm-hmm. Like his work mode is like <laughs> hyper focused. Like he is on uh, he'll be writing some kind of report and he tunes everything else mm-hmm. out. And I'm not like that at all. Like I. I am like very ADHD and like am distracted and want to talk to everyone every 10 seconds. And so when I go to him and he doesn't look up and acknowledge me or if I like say something or make a joke and I don't Mm -hmm. get a response from him, like that gets me heated. But that's just because our like work personas are so different. Right. And if like if you went if if things were normal and he was going to work every day from nine to five, you wouldn't be able to walk into his office and bug him at two o'clock. But because he's home, you feel like you should be able to. But people who can adhere to a really strict work from home schedule, like part of their responsibility as their partner is understanding that like like you yeah. were saying, like it's a hard thing to learn, but from nine to five or whatever, like hours that he has set aside, that that's his work hours, yep. you can't treat it like he's at home. You have to basically pretend like that he's at the office. He's not even here. Yep. He's working. So I'm, it's hard. I'm working on it. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you were chatting during the break how you had a little, a little tiff with the title of that article, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. So read it again. Okay. Read the, so title the title and the like. Subtitle. Um, The Atlantic article is how not to tank your relationship in quarantine. This time of isolation could be a period of great growth or great struggle in your relationship. Okay. I don't love— Tear it apart. Well, I like that they're giving advice. I like that they're giving relationship advice because none of us really know what the heck to do, right? Like none of us have been through this before. If you are a couple listening to this and both of you work from home Monday through Friday every day of your lives for the past eight years, congrats. You've been training for this a lot longer than the rest of us. Oh, I need to find one of those. You do. Yeah. That would be interesting because they're nothing's changed. Making the call now, all you listeners. Putting the call out. Um No, I just don't like how it makes it sound like your relationship is either either going to fail or it's not. Like part of the thing that I'm trying to remember just for myself and for my women friends who are, you know, taking on so much more responsibility than they ever did before and can't really compartmentalize in the same way that men can, I feel like. um, Your only responsibility through this global pandemic is to get by and survive. And you don't have to lose weight. You don't have to sit down for nightly therapy sessions with your partner and can come out. Can I take out. a nap and not feel bad about it? Yes, you. you can. <laughs> you can because your physical health is very important, but so is your mental health. And like you won't be at your peak physically mm-hmm. with a super strong immune system and getting enough sleep and all the things that have to do for like your cells in your body to be healthy, you know, stay hydrated, stretch, do things that make you feel good, but don't feel like this is supposed to be some period of like, I myself yeah. as an individual have to lose weight and I'm only going to eat vegan while this is happening. Like if the only thing at the grocery store is tater tots and chicken tenders, you need to go ahead and buy that and eat that for dinner and feed it to your kids and feel okay about it because that's your only job is to wake up every day and plan for how you're going to wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. And so the, this article just annoys me because it makes it sound like all of these relationships are either going to get infinitely better or fail. I, I was skimming it again. And at the end, it says, in quote, couples are either going to grow together or grow apart. No. Yeah, you're right. Or they could just like walk side by side and get through this together. Or grow together in ways that they can't see right now or struggle in a way that ultimately helps them later. Yeah, it's it's not like I like this break. article until you just <laughs> said that. Now, I have a problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like 
for relationships, for individuals. Every relationship that you have needs to be carefully nurtured right now, whether that's a romantic relationship, whether that's calling your mom or your dad or your sister or whoever way more than you ever used to because the need for you know, human connection is so great right now. But nurturing the relationship starts with yourself. And if you need to take a nap because you didn't sleep last night, because you are so stressed that there's literally an unprecedented global pandemic happening around you, or if you stayed up too late binge watching Love is Blind on Netflix, that's fine. Take a nap. What if I'm just bored? That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I'm not trying to be on here telling everybody to be, like, lazy and and not search for personal growth if that's what's out there for you. But if you don't come out of this, like, 20 pounds lighter with better skin and pretty hair and, you know, perfect fingernails and because you learned how to give yourself a manicure on some article and whatever, like, just get through it. That is your only job. Just get through it. You feel like you're getting through it okay? Yes. But only because I'm reminding myself that— no matter what kind of self-care I'm doing, as long as I'm doing it, that's good enough. It's a great place to pause. We'll be right back on Ship Talk. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back into Ship Talking. I am here with Allie Evans, and we have been talking about uh, relationships and the quarantine and social isolation and its unique impact on the people that we're close to right now. I've been thinking a lot about my own relationship and about um, how tempers just seem to kind of flare up more easily when you're in such close proximity to each other for mm-hmm. so long. I I mean, my partner and I got in an argument recently about like takeout, something that was just like so stupid. And I can take a step back now and look mm-hmm. at that and reflect on how stupid it was. But in the moment it did, it felt, it felt so heated. And those aren't arguments that we have a lot. And so my question is, have you kind of experienced that? So what degree have you been having to kind of calm yourself, watch your mm-hmm. temper, and make sure you focus on the positive? What does that look like for you? So I think that the complicated thing in all relationships right now is that the person that you or or small group of people that you are currently stuck with. Your quarantine family. Your quarantine fam. They are your lifeline right yeah. now. And so that relationship seems so much more important than ever. Like, you might not be someone that's really close friends with your roommate, but if you're stuck with them right now, you guys are are navigating a complicated relationship, right? Because they are your only source of, like, human interaction, but a month and a half ago, you were just roommates, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, that's an example of of of, like, figuring out a new level to your relationship. But as far as, like, you know, being married and and you would think like, oh, I, we've been married for all this time and we're best friends and we never fight and this is going to be easy for us. But then what you realize is the things that happen over the course of a relationship when you can get up and go to work in the morning or do things with your friends on the weekend or drive three towns away to see a friend, like we can't do those things exactly. right now. All of those and things so, are giving you such space and distance. And exactly. And things are rolling off your shoulders without you even really realizing it. You know, like, I'm going to go to bed, and if I'm still mad in the morning, that kind of thing doesn't exist right now because you're just – you have no one else but the person that you could potentially be mad at, right? So things that normally are able to go away on their own, you sort of have to confront them a little more head-on than usual. And like you said, like, it may be an argument about takeout, but is it about takeout? 
is it about the grocery store or is it about a like dormant communication issue yeah. in your relationship that you didn't even realize that you had until you were like thrown into this quarantine situation with someone that you didn't realize you were ever going to have to figure this out because there's no more like just stepping out of a situation. You are stuck in that situation. I was reading something recently about just the negativity effect or the negativity bias, which is something that psychologists refer to as our tendency to respond more strongly to just negative things that happen to us. Mm -hmm. So maybe um, overlooking or underappreciating something really kind your partner did for you, but like blowing up at them yes. not putting the dishes away last night. And I was reading about how to combat that negativity bias. And it's just the same thing I did when I was a teacher, like always really push myself to look for the positive. Yes. And they say, try to find four positive things for for every one negative thing. And so that's what I've been trying to remind myself. I have actually been trying to say positive things while I'm washing my hands for 20 seconds. Oh, my God. Because you're standing in front of a mirror. You have to look yourself in the eye and say, like, nice things about yourself, nice things about your partner, or just, like, anything good happening in the world. Like, that is a forced 20 seconds multiple times a day to put some positive energy in your life. Do you want to say something positive about each other to end this podcast? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll go first because okay. I adore you. No. Um, You are so smart. You're one of the smartest people I know. Oh, my gosh. And we went on a girls' date together, and we had known each other like five minutes. And it was a very awkward one because Jennifer Lopez was almost completely nude. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we kind of looked over at each other and just had a good laugh. And it could have been super awkward with somebody else. But you're just so fun and warm and genuine, and I just love you. I, oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. I similarly just felt very quickly like drawn to you. I was like, this girl's cool. I want to be her friend. <laughs> and my instincts were totally right on. I've just always excited. It just like makes me feel comfortable to walk into the office and Aww. see you. And I really try to pay attention to those um, feelings and the energy that people put out because those are the people that I want to surround myself with. And from very early on, I knew you were one of the girls Aww, that I bud. wanted to get closer to. And I love having you on the show. And thank I love that we me. just did a socially distanced workout. So thank you for <laughs> yeah. inviting me to that. So if you are in a quarantine situation with someone that you're not fully comfortable with, like an awkward roommate, <laughs> you should watch Hustlers. Yes. <laughs> an almost naked Jennifer Lopez. Get some will, drinks in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll connect you with someone for life yep. very quickly. Thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Allie. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 